DJ PK, time to talk NBA and Jazz basketball with Andy Bailey. Here at the All-Star break, he joins us on the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Andy, good morning. Morning. How are you guys? We are good. We are good. Two-thirds of the NBA season in the books, one-third to go. What surprises you most? You cover the league for Forbes.com and for Bleacher Report, so you see a lot of basketball. You had a lot of expectations. What, what's throwing you the curveball? Wow, biggest surprise. Um, I think, you know, the first one that pops into my head is the team that Utah just played last night. I think is a lot better than I thought they would be, uh, the Miami Heat. I, the Toronto Raptors, now that I think about it, I, I, I'm, I'm going to probably amend that and go with the Raptors. Um, losing Kawhi Leonard and, and just sort of plugging along the way they have, I'm pretty sure their record is better at this point in the season than it was last year um they went on a 14 or 15 game winning streak uh indiana for a while before they you know had the recent losing streak that they went on they were a bit of a surprise i think dallas is a little bit better than people realized um there there are a few surprise teams here and there and, and i think it's been good for the league because we came into this season thinking there's gonna be six seven eight teams um they're gonna be legitimate title contenders and that's proven to be true and and maybe even a couple more that we didn't realize like you know I, I wouldn't be stunned if Miami wound up in the finals or Toronto and um so it's just it's been good for the watchability of the league I think does this jazz team have enough to get to the Western Conference final I think they do um they've, they've been kind of a yo-yo team this season they started off a little bit slow and then of course they had the five game losing streak here recently but when they are when everything's clicking for them, they look about as good as any team save maybe the the Bucks um, that I've seen in the league this season. I know they're you know six games behind the Lakers in the loss column, and um, so that's certainly significant. But I I don't hate that matchup in the playoffs. Um, you know LeBron's going to do what he will do, but I I think they have someone who's about as well equipped as anyone to guard Anthony Davis in in Rudy Gobert and. They could probably use a few more big bodies to throw at LeBron, like they had Jay Crowder um, last season. But that that's something that you can say about any team. Like Nobody's going to stop LeBron. You just have to have a couple guys who can slow him down for a few minutes here and there. Um, I, I honestly believe there's five, maybe six teams in the West. I, I'll, I'll stick with five that could make the NBA Finals, and I would put Utah absolutely in that group that could get to the Conference Finals and could get to the Finals. How much does Jordan Clarkson surprise you? How much is this a hot streak, and how much is this the real him? There's three questions, or answer them in any way yeah. you'd like. Man, um, speaking of surprises, that's one that I probably could have thrown out and answered your first question. I, I liked the trade when it happened. I, I thought that's not a lot to give up. Um, Dante Exum had already fallen out of favor with Quinn Snyder a few years ago. He wasn't playing. Two second-round picks, those are complete wild cards. You never know what you're going to get from that. Um, so I just thought, well, this is a guy that's going to provide a little bit of a spark off the bench. And that turned out to be just a, a drastic um, a drastic underestimate of, of what he would eventually provide. I, I think maybe a little bit of a little bit of it is a hot streak, um, but he's not playing too much differently than he did in Cleveland, which makes me think maybe there's some sustainability here. Um, his true shooting percentage in Utah is 59.4. It was 58.1 in Cleveland, in, in more minutes in Cleveland, too. 
Um, his offensive box plus minus, which is just sort of a catch-all number that takes a player's offensive contributions and puts them into one stat, it was slightly better in Cleveland than it is in Utah. Um, certainly this season as a whole, the Cleveland and Utah numbers combined looks like an outlier compared to the rest of his career. But it's not, you know, it's not unprecedented for a player to, to you know, turn over a new leaf around 26, 27 years old, and maybe that's what we're seeing from Jordan Clarkson. And, and we're also seeing, I think, and perhaps the most functional team that he's ever been on. Um, he was on the Lakers in those years where they were just dreadful. Um, he, he was on Cleveland for, again, just a dreadful team here the last couple of years. Now he's a part of a, a good, strong system. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if it's sustainable. Is he going to go out and score like 20 to 25 points a game? Um, probably not. But I think the general sort of impact and efficiency that we're seeing, I, I think there's a very good chance that could be maintained. Is anybody good enough to beat the Lakers in the Western Conference Final? I think so. Um, I think that the tiers for title contention right now are the Bucks are kind of by themselves. Um, they're they're absolutely a juggernaut. They just lost a game, but but Giannis wasn't playing. And on the season um, before the game, I haven't run the numbers since they lost last night, but they were actually about plus eight points per hundred possessions when Giannis was off the floor which is the equivalent of about the number two team in the league. Um, so they're clearly tier one. I think tier two is probably the Lakers and the Clippers. And I, I don't think the Nuggets, the Jazz, and the Rockets are that far behind um, the Lakers and the Clippers. Again, regular season record, the Lakers have a big advantage over the Jazz right now. I don't, I don't hate that matchup. Um, again, there's nobody that you can really match up with LeBron, but I think Gobert does a decent job against Anthony Davis. And then in terms of supporting cast, after the, the top two, three guys of each team, I, I think I take Utah on a landslide. Um, now the thing is, depth and, and supporting cast has traditionally not been quite as important in the playoffs as, as it is in the regular season. And uh, you know, I, don't, I think you'd have to be a little bit off your rocker to argue that Utah has a better top two than LA. Um, but I think if you extend it to you know six, seven matchups deep. It, it starts to look fairly favorable for the Jazz. It's just that, again, um, in the playoffs, it's often about who has the best player, who has the best couple players. Um, we're we're going to have to have some kind of a special postseason from Donovan Mitchell. Boyan Bogdanovich will have to keep doing what he's doing. I, I think it would obviously help if Mike Conley could kind of come along for the ride. Um, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if uh, Utah beat them. I wouldn't be shocked if the Nuggets beat them either. I, I, they had a good game last night and the, the Lakers are now up 2-1 in that season series um, but Denver was without Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr. They're another team that I think can beat LA on the depth um, side of things. Same with the Clippers. Uh, better depth than the Lakers. So I could have answered with LA. The Lakers is one of the surprises too because I thought their supporting cast was pretty bad and, and they outperformed what I thought but I, I don't think they're anything close to invincible. Andy Bailey covers the NBA and Utah Jazz for Bleacher Report and Forbes.com. Uh, Mike Conley is a lightning rod. Some people love him. Some people think the team is much better without him. I think it's a work in progress. And to me, both the numbers and the eyeball tests say he is fitting in much better over the last five to ten games. The offense is flowing better. I think it looks better. His numbers have been good. We obviously need a bigger sample size, but it seems to me like it's clearly trending up. On the other hand, you know, sometimes I'm a total idiot. So what do you think? <laughs> No, I think you're right. I, I, I think work in progress is a good way to define uh, what this season has been for Mike Conley. And just in terms of raw numbers, there's no question that he's been better in this most recent stint. Um, now, he's missed the last couple games, but if you 
you just look at the numbers he had in the 10 games uh, between this absence and the one before it, he's at 13.4 points, 46% from the field, 36% from three. Um, that's solid. The, the thing that's concerning, um, and I've had this concern basically since the start of the season, they're, they're just so small when Conley and Mitchell are on the floor together. Um, after the NBA remeasured everybody this season, uh, they now have two guys listed at 6-1 in their starting backcourt. And I think Donovan Mitchell can get away with it because he's, he's sort of a thick 6-1. He's got a great wingspan. I think his wingspan is something like 6-9, 6-10. He's obviously a great athlete. And so he can make up for that lack of three, four, five inches that he has against some shooting guards. Um, but they're, they're just going to face a lot of backcourts that are bigger than them. And I think that hurts them defensively. Um, over the course of the season, and, and Conley's numbers here are affected by the fact that Utah played a lot of bad teams when he was out for that extended, extended stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, but Utah's net points per hundred possessions is almost five points worse when Conley's on the floor over the course of the season. And they have beaten a few good teams with him out. I mean, they just beat the Rockets in the heat with Conley out. So I, I think it's too early to say this just didn't work. Um, it, like, like you said, I think it's probably a work in progress still, but I also think it's fair to have a little bit of concern um, just about the fit generally. Andy, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again later this season. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Andy Bailey covers the NBA and the Utah Jazz for Bleacher Report and Forbes.com.